You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. It's nice timing. They've been real supportive, and um, yeah, it's nice to go out with a bigger show. Yeah, it was good. Chicago's always been very supportive. So. Cool. And you had an after show last night at Sleeping Village. How was that? I thought it was good, but no one else seemed to. What? Who? Just like, you know, the other guys in the band, and there were some technical issues, but I had a good time. That's good. That's yeah. all that matters is that everyone had fun, right? So you've become a lot more visible, and this is the first album under this title uh, that your face has been visible. What made you want to step out into the forefront physically a little bit more? Well, I mean, sort of a longer question, but I think the real reason I did that is because, um, I mean, it was sort of like I did it sort of ironically, I guess. Not ironically, but... I put that that face on the cover of that guy is like what I'm up against. That's basically why I did it. I think sort of superficially I was like, oh, it's good to like own your music, be more present, be more available. But it also tied into the theme of the record. And in a nutshell, that guy on the cover was kind of like who I'm up against. Okay. And who do you think you're up against or what? Rather? Myself. It's you versus you. Not verses, but sort of like the whole album is essentially like uh, kind of hard to talk about. Yeah. And sound bites. But basically, like that's that's what I'm up against. Like that the the putting of the face on the album, the actual face, the guy behind the face, the guy not behind the face. The whole album is sort of like exploring that. And the, lots of different ways you could approach it from. That's what freedom was about, really. And sort of, it was me kind of modeling for maybe the listeners, too. Like, making that album was my practice of kind of dealing with myself. And so the guy on the album cover is kind of interchangeable with any other man or woman. That, that was the idea. It wasn't about, like... Here's this, uh, you know, this, it's like, this guy's face is what represents this music. It's actually like what gets in the way of all the shit on that record. So in a nutshell, that's sort of what it's about. I think that was pretty good for a soundbite. Yeah. Elevator pitch. Right, the elevator pitch of your whole year, right? Yeah. Plus. Of my life. Of your life. And your life. Birth and death, yeah. And I've heard you describe your music before as a safe space. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Yeah, it's like, I think because it kind of comes to me, I try, I only kind of like record or, or write what kind of comes naturally to me. Most of it is like unimpeded for the most part. So it's a safe space because I'm not that involved with the songwriting. Like me, like day-to-day ego guy with all the little ideas. Like when the music is kind of being written, it fucking just does it on its own. 
and then I'll come in later and like decide what to call the album and how to like promote it and what what shirt to wear today and stuff. But the music is doesn't I don't I don't get too involved actually. That's art though, right? Yeah. Today at Pitchfork, I saw some of your set and it was still kind of hot, not miserable, but the sun was shining like directly in the audience. And it still felt like there were a lot of people having a very emotional response to what was going on and getting really into things and dancing. But I don't know how much you noticed of that. But uh, Freedom has a lot of characters and a lot of disassociation in addition to like these really deeply personal things that are going on. What do you think people are responding to when they're dance partying in the 6 o'clock middle of summer Chicago heat? Well, I mean, I hope they're kind... I hope that they're actually, like, listening to the words or, like, the emotions behind the words because then it becomes, like, applicable. It's, it's, it's intentional music. It's, it's, it's not... It's supposed to feel kind of sexy and feel good, but it's not, like, party music. Singing along. That's awesome. I saw a lot of people. Yeah, that, that's great, and that's awesome. That's my goal. If that can happen, then I did a good job. Really. I won't scream and I won't get much more like a New York album, but you're in L.A. now. Yeah. How do you think things have shifted, shifted for you artistically and musically now that you've relocated to a different coast? I think, like, you can never get New York out of you. I mean, L.A.'s been driving me crazy, so I'm basically still in New York in my head. I try to be. Um, so, I know, L.A. is it's just a place. I don't think it's really, like, a, a home. It's, like, a nice nicer place, quieter place to live, and I have room to make music. That's that's kind of why I'm there, but I may move back to New York. I actually weirdly miss it. But yeah, the music is very New York-based. The guys that I wrote the album and made the music with were New Yorkers, and just, it's really about, a lot of it's about New York. Great. I'm from Phoenix originally, so I have the same kind of, like, weird relationship with L.A. You guys have an antagonistic relationship with it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like love-hate. It's kind of like a bigger sister, younger sister. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird place. It's a weird place. It's difficult to describe. Yeah. All right. So how does, you've gone through a lot of identity shifts, um, especially with your mother dying. There's a lot of changes in your life. How does 2018 date compare to 2019 date? Well, I mean, like, did it happen to me in the last year and a half? It's ever happened in my life, maybe. Kind of. So, um, I don't know, when big things happen to you like that, you have like a, there's sort of like a, there's just an internal shift. You could call it like growing up, it's kind of a cheap way of putting it, but there's just some kind of like, I don't know. You take things a little less seriously, maybe. The things you used to take seriously, you take less seriously, and then you take more seriously the things you didn't really have awareness around. Maybe that's what it is. I think it's called uh, being alive, maybe, <laughs> versus growing up. 
Yeah. You're performing these deeply personal songs on a pretty regular basis since you were touring. What is it like to relive those uh, in front of a lot of people? And especially having people come up like they did just before we started this interview to congratulate you and to be really excited to meet you. I mean, honestly, I just, I don't even understand. I, I'm, I feel so disconnected from it. I really do. Like in the moment on a good night, like today, there's a song called Time we played. And all of a sudden, it kind of clicked, like, why I should be singing this song, how to convey the meaning behind it. And in a moment like that, if I get out of my head and don't think about, like, am I singing right? Am I moving right? Are they liking it? If I just, like, focus on why I should even bother being here, which is because these songs have connected to some people, then I can access the, the purpose behind it, and people will just get it. On it, but it's like, so yes, on those good nights, I'm reliving it. But a lot of the time, I don't know, you get distracted. You just get distracted. Right. All right, I gotta ask the most stereotypical interview question. Yeah. What's next? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to owe a record label an album kind of soon, so I gotta write a new album. So I'm, I'm like building a studio in my house and I'm. I'm gonna start writing a new record soon. Congratulations, that's great. Thank you. So I do have to ask, there was a 2014 article that was recircled recently, um, and it's okay if you don't wanna answer questions about it. But after I read your response, it was obvious that you were feeling re-victimized, or maybe this is just me projecting. Um, there were, it felt like there was like a re-victimization thing that was happening, and it felt kind of unfair, and I wanted to know why even respond if it was kind of reliving, one, something that was taken out of context in the first place, and two, something that probably changed your life or the course of your life as a young person. Well, I was put in a position where I was forced to respond with information I wouldn't have disclosed, but I don't believe anything happens by accident. In my life, nothing's ever happened by accident. So I was put in a position to talk about that, and it was good that I did. I didn't want to talk about it, but I was forced to because if I didn't respond, they would have been like, well, there's no context for this. What a And they would label me all kinds of things and probably keep my music from ever reaching people, very potentially. So I found it to be high stakes. I mean, I don't give a they didn't like me as a person, but I didn't want them to get in the way of me doing my music in life. So I had to respond. And um, honestly, I think it was the beginning of a very good process. And I think it was an opportunity, forget me, but I was a little cog in the wheel there, an opportunity of being like, wait before you accuse people of stuff. And what we assume to be, we assume a lot of stuff in life. I'm very superficial. I mean, that's the theme of the day. We make the superficial assumptions about people. And unless we really know who they are, we could be dead wrong. And honestly, I'll end by saying, I'm gonna talk probably more about this next year, but the whole point of the album, being hypermasculine, of the look, the whole damn thing, was because it's coming from this history of mine. It's supposed to be complicated. That's why art should be complicated. But they didn't, people didn't really try to ask enough questions. So they only got 30% of the story. So anyway, I thought it was, it was great at many levels and maybe it lent a little more depth to the record. How are you feeling today? I was feeling so out of it, man. I, I was like, I was, I was really feeling out of it and very distracted. But the good thing is, I'm not the only person on the stage. So I think the other guys did a good job, and I was, I, I was, I was maybe only half there. So 
Yeah, I thought it was great. I loved it. I feel like uh, I've listened to your music a lot in headphones, so seeing it on stage with a bunch of people also reacting is really great for me. And I appreciate you being so forthcoming and emotional and sharing your art with everyone. Thank you. You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.